we've seen some people retreat and play a little bit more defense. Tend to, tends not to work out for them, but the ones that are playing a little bit more offense, getting a little bit more aggressive on marketing, getting a little bit more scrappy on different types of lead gen uh, items for their agency, whether that's cold outreach, whether that is doing like an email marketing list, building out organic. You've seen a massive influx in Twitter organic over the oh, yeah. last over the last 12 months, especially in the oh, agency yes. space. Everyone oh, yes. has bought into it right now. So uh, it's been really exciting to see uh, some of the things that have kind of died off and some of the new things that people are getting really excited about. Welcome to the Agency Algorithm, episode one, ground zero, the very, very beginning I'm your host, Nick Shockford. This is Joshua Johnston. And this is going to be an interesting one. This is something that I believe has been needed in the market for quite a while. And we are starting because we're going to go backgrounds. We're going to go what is happening, why it's happening, why people are doing this crazy thing called building an agency, um, especially in this day and age. And I'm super excited, especially going into some of our backgrounds. And we're going to kick it off with kind of driving into what Joshua's background is, and then I'll kind of cover him on what my background was. So Josh, How'd you, how'd you, why did you do this? How'd you get started on this? Tell me what you're doing, man. Yeah, man. Uh, wild backstory. Jumping into the agency for the first time, actually had zero experience in marketing, zero experience in uh, anything that we were doing, content creation, social media management, and just got an opportunity to join an agency uh, very early. One of my best friends started an agency that was, directly in the e-commerce space. And it was very early okay. in e-com. And we jumped in to this agency and he's like, I need a COO. And I was like, that sounds incredible. I don't even know what a COO is, but I'm in. I'm, I'm here for it. Like, let's do this. He's like, it's a chief operating officer. Uh, I need you to come in and help me run the operations because you're exactly the type of mindset, that integrator mindset that I know would be a perfect fit for this position. And I was like, sweet, let's do it. And so I came on board and I was a glorified social media manager. I was going, commenting on some of the profiles that we had as clients. I was going in. I think I built maybe one ad campaign in my entire time running an agency. So uh, from there, really transformed, really jumped into the craft of being uh, an operator, an integrator, and really started to develop the systems and operations for this agency. Well, we hit the wave at the right time with content creation, specifically in the e-commerce space. And we were able to really ramp up our production. We ended up building a team of 25, uh, a 25 person production team that allowed us to scale to multiple seven figures uh, in, in revenue in just 18 months. Uh, and then eventually we uh, underwent an acquisition back in 2020, right before the pandemic hit. Uh, in hindsight, it was probably the best time to exit the agency because uh, a lot of people took hits after the pandemic or during the pandemic. And then sure. uh, from there, um, after that, I, I decided to take a little step away after the acquisition and start a consultancy. And now I run a full-time consultancy that helps digital marketing agencies build stronger operations that they can go and move towards an exit or establish themselves more to generate more profit for their business. And that's what I'm currently doing now. I've been doing that for about two years. Well, this is funny because we, we kind of came to know each other kind of around that 2020. We knew of each other a little bit before that, but we... I wouldn't say we were rivals, but we were definitely building in a similar space. And unlike you, where you were like, you know what, I'm, I'm just, I don't know what this is going to be. I'm just going to jump into it. I, I was seeking this. So I'll, I'll have to go back quite a few years where the very first time I jumped into this was kind of like big agency work. It was what, OMD, Omnicom, one of the larger fools um, in the space, something that is 
we all aspire to build something massive, great. Some of us do, right? Some of us might not. Some of us just want to have a nice small boutique team handling the brands and, and partnerships that they want. It doesn't really matter what it is that you're, you're handling. But it was something where I was like, okay, I'm going to be an agency guy forever. Like I literally told myself mm-hmm. this. I remember I told Shanice this and I go, hey, if this is what it is, then then I'll sign up for it. And it was it was crazy work, dude. You going from one team of, of maybe 30, 40 people working on a single client, I didn't understand that concept. It was kind of interesting to know that you just, all these people over here were being used for this one brand or this one product. And it kind of was yeah. uh, news to me. And, and I felt, I felt good doing it. I felt like I wanted to continue to dive into it, but I also felt super insignificant. Do you know what I mean? Like they, you, you know, you were doing work and you were showing up every day, but what did I really drive? What was I really yeah. responsible for? Which is kind of why I felt a little bit of like this porridge was too hot. This porridge was too, too cold. I fell in that perfect ground as I went into maybe smaller agencies. Um, and then eventually where we land right now was structure where we are a, a do it all full service play. But along the way, we've had to build, we've had to acquire, we've had to kind of move towards that path. We've built an on-demand tool. We've done an event. We've done all these different areas to kind of serve this industry of specific agency work. And I think there's just so much interesting things here because when we think about what we're trying to do, we're trying to make businesses better or provide a service to those businesses that are trying to build for for everyone, for all of us. And mm-hmm. I really firmly believe, and I know you feel the same way because you're that's who you're you're serving right now, the core is the agency group, is that zero to five, five to 10, and then kind of beyond that, right? But it's going to take that first little bit of work to kind of get to where it needs to be. But I'm, I couldn't be more excited to, to be creating something to where people can kind of come and see how did people start in this? Why did people start in this? What is the background that they're going to need to build into 2023, 2024, and even beyond that? And then maybe maybe a little bit of nuggets on how they should operate you know, how they should hire, how they should fire, how they should get clients. Even today, the question I asked you was a, a very real one. Some some topics that I know we're going to go into, which is how do you just balance when to hire someone and, and when to uh, judge your your sales pipeline, right? That those simple questions, which are not simple things to, to build upon. Oh, 100%. And there's really, you, you, a lot of it just comes from experience and there's not a direct playbook. Like you can't go and, and, and find the book on how to perfectly run an agency, how to fix some of the operational issues within uh, the agency as you continue to scale. Because we often see as people start tapping on that million dollar run rate, that's when a lot of the operational pieces tend to start falling apart when we start to have the hiring problems. When It's like, when do we hire? Uh, Is it too soon? Do we hire too many? It's like, what happens when we see dips in revenue? So man, there's so many things that we can jump into specifically on this podcast. And especially from, you know, your experience, my experience, we're we're going to be able to bring uh, a lot of our expertise and the things that all the things that we did wrong, right? Like that's going to be the the best part about it is like all of it's going to be all of our mistakes and hopefully people can learn from that. Well, before we get into a little bit of the last 24 months of each other, let's take a quick little break to kind of read some of our sponsors that are going to be taking care of us on this, this inaugural season of the agency algorithm. Okay. So this, look, we are, it's actually the perfect time to be doing this because we are in, we're in January. We're a lot of the resolutioners are going this. I was joking with Shanice. I was like, Hey, I was going to the gym super early, but now I got to make sure that I go uh, a little bit later. Cause I'm like, the resolutioners are absolutely already falling off the wagon. It's, it's January they're out 17th. And about. Yeah. They're, they're back to drink. We were too, we were at the bars in Nashville last weekend. They were a hunt. They, they were, nobody was hitting resolutions last no, week no in way. Nashville. No, not at all. Not at all. Well, I have to ask you this one. The last, 
I want to talk about last 12 months and last 24 months. I'll start with just a general question around what was the last 12 months for you and because of your unique position, maybe maybe some common trends that you were you were feeling with uh, the agencies that you were supporting in the last 24 months. Yeah, the man, the last 12 months were extremely interesting when it came to the agency space. And I, I think everyone felt it a little bit, a little bit of uneasiness yeah, yeah, in yeah. the last 12 months of this looming recession uh, kind of coming off the backs of, of COVID. Do we go back from remote teams to in-person teams? There were all of these like questions up in the air of like, where do we kind of take the agency? Like Nobody's ever done this before. No one's gone through yeah this uh, coming out of a pandemic, moving into directly into a recession. So I feel like there was a lot of uneasiness, but at the same time, I saw a lot of agencies make big moves in growth. Uh, and then we also saw some agencies kind of fall off and, and yeah. kind of die out, right? So that's a lot of like what we saw during the twelve uh, last 12 months. Uh, personally, on our side, uh, we saw a really big jump in, in, in our growth. Uh, there's a, a big need right now for consulting, uh, right. just based off of uh, some of this fear that's coming off the back end of recession, off the back end of of a pandemic, right? So, uh, you know, for us, it's been uh, a really great opportunity for us to grow our business. Uh, and I think it's still a great opportunity for agencies to continue to grow their business. I don't think it's the time to play defense. If anything, we need to be playing a little bit more offense. Marketing is going to be needed. You're going to have to yeah. sell products. You're going to have to sell your lead generation. Like, people are going to need you to stay afloat as business owners, as small business owners. So for us, we've seen some people retreat and play a little bit more defense, Tend to, tends not to work out for them. But the ones that are playing a little bit more offense, getting a little bit more aggressive on marketing, getting a little bit more scrappy on different types of lead gen uh, items for their agency, whether that's cold outreach, whether that is doing like an email marketing list, building out organic. You've seen a massive influx in Twitter organic over the oh, yeah. last over the last 12 months, especially in the oh, agency yes. space. Everyone's oh, yes. bought into it right now. So uh, it's been really exciting to see uh, some of the things that have kind of died off and some of the new things that people are getting really excited about. Well, it's funny because I was thinking about this on a on a 24-month and a 12-month period. And it really was... The 12-month is the same, the same thing as the 24-month. Like nothing is super different. I would say in our life and in our agency, like we're we're full service. Uh, we have over 100 employees. We do all the things that a, a typical re- fully remote digital agency should be doing, except one change, which was myself as I stepped down as a CEO in the last 12 uh, months, which is which, which has been a major change, both from both from a, a, an identity standpoint, both from a growth trajectory as a cultural change, as a shift. Trusting my partner to build this and go to the next step, because look, I I put my hand up. I was like, look, I'm I'm not gonna be the guy to get us to 50 million. Like I'm, I'm just yeah. not going to be that one. As much as I want to be the lead, that that's the other guy that wears the badge. I knew I looked at myself I was like, what am I best? And my one of my core yeah. skills of doing is is generating partnerships, generating revenue, finding the the right type of people that we want to continue to build with. And it's a little bit of the learning that I went through, knowing that whatever we're about to go do. Look, I'm yeah. as an entrepreneur, I've been doing this for quite a while in terms of building on my own or building uh, with others as, as a partnership. But I haven't gone through whatever we're about to go through. And it's not that I didn't want to at that title. It was what is the best to make sure that we have a fighting chance mm-hmm. of accelerating growth or not staying afloat, but as you mentioned, going on the offense. Because that yeah. that to me is something that I've been thinking so intimately about, which is in what what are we how are we growing and why are we growing and who are we acquiring if that's the right choice, right? Yeah. Even if I look back at twenty four months, it was predictability of pipeline, 
creation of content and the ability to fulfill and retain, right? All of the things that we know as agency owners are going to be the core focus here. I wouldn't even say as agency owners, but if someone's inside of an agency going like, should I be having these conversations? Should I be, what else should I be thinking about to ask my director or should be asking my agency owner, even to be asking some of my employees on my team or within my own pod, right? If I start thinking about this resource and I, and I couldn't find anything out there, which is why we're building and talking about this type of content, because it's so relevant and important, especially because the time has changed, right? I I grew up and I cut my teeth on these larger organizations, these Omnicoms, this email communication. It is Slack. It is recordings. It is 24 hour conversations. It's 16 hour turnaround, 90 minute. The expectations of response is 90 minutes for some of these people, right? That, yeah. that is a new wave of building. And I think it's so important, especially as we start highlighting. And as we go through the list of people we're going to be talking to, they're agency owners of a lot of different industries and niches. It's not just e-commerce, it's lead generation, it's content creation. It's you name it, we have a good mm-hmm. re- repertoire of people. And it, the coolest thing that I'm really excited about specifically coming into, let's say 2023 is going to be, and I'll, I'll briefly talk about it after we hear some from our sponsors. We'll talk about it in quite a second. Okay. And guys, we are back. So we were just going back and forth a little bit between what do we predict, what has happened last 12 to 24 months and what do we see coming forward in, in 2023? And before I let Josh kind of jump in on this, I wanted to kind of just tease a little bit of who we have communication coming up on here. We have the CEO of uh, Common Thread Collective, or the CEO of Advaker, which is a uh, larger German agency, which I want to get that, that, that feel of a broad and localization uh, of agencies and see if there's anything different, something we can apply both here. We have uh, Jennifer Spivak, which is a, a female-only supportive team, which is, I'm, I'm really curious on the positioning around that. And then we have one of the largest agencies, at least on the state side, under Tenuity, his name is Niahian, who has been a great resource for me specifically on what does it look like to build a company that would hopefully get acquired or maybe we sell one day? What does it look like to structure that? And we have so many of these in-between small large medium agencies that I think a lot of us will be able to be able to pull from. And my prediction of 2023 is going to be the year. And I, I, this might be a little bit more bold. I think you're on the same train of thought as myself. So we will find out shortly, but I think this is the year of investment of heavy organic growth on LinkedIn, YouTube, and Twitter, because we all look, it's a, we already know this ad costs are rising. I'm not going to, this is a, this isn't an ad podcast. This is the growth and the planning and the structure and organization of where we're going. But at the end of the day, it's acquisition and retention. Those are the fields that we're always yeah. probably going to be referencing on some of these conversations. And I think on the acquisition side, how much content can be created? Why is it going to be created? And how is it going to be used to enforce the team to help with the retention side of things? I'm going to double down on LinkedIn. I'm doubling down on YouTube and Reels. Oh, 100%. Uh, the only addition to that would be, for me, Twitter. Uh, Twitter's been an excellent... Uh, resource and continues to be an excellent resource for a lot of people and you can really double dip into twitter and linkedin at the same time so if you're creating for linkedin you might as well push out to twitter right and so for us uh, we're completely on the same boat of organic content pushes over the next uh over the next year are going to be massive and if you're not getting active on organic content especially youtube because youtube just landed the nfl contract for Uh, uh, for Good next call. year, right? So more viewership on YouTube, more eyes on YouTube. I mean, they're just starting to slowly take over. If I was Disney, if I was Netflix, if I was any of these other streaming platforms, I'd be getting a little scared right now. But where 
it's going to be taking away opportunity from platforms like that. It's going to be giving more opportunity to people like us who utilize the platform and post content on it. I think that's going to be a big challenge. And I would even ask you again, thinking about operationally, where where team's going to be. And today I had a call. I had a great call. And she she downsized. She wanted to take uh, the agency into a little bit of a different path. And what, what we started seeing big tech doing and I wouldn't say us as agencies, we follow that, right? Because we're all going to be at different sizes, but being really mindful of who's executing on our team or who's saying that they're executing and not actually executing. So operate, operationally, what are, you, what are you predicting in 2023? Where do you think a lot of agencies' focuses will go towards yeah, in 2023? As, as a, look, I'll do air quotes on this, potential tightening of the, of the budget and, and seeing yep. where the dollars are going. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, we heard it all this weekend at agency founders it goes to efficiency right that's where everyone's attention is going to turn in the next 20 24 months or so yeah because yeah, yeah. because of the talk around it right like you see a lot of the agencies all of the large agencies right now are talking about efficiency not how can we add more people right so when we increase in revenue it's not going the narrative is not going to be hey we increased revenue so we need to add more people it's how can we do more with less that's going yeah. to be the narrative moving forward because as we go into these more recessionary periods and, and people are pinching dollars a little bit more, they're going to be searching for more opportunity for them to squeeze more uh, out of the team. Not from a standpoint of, you know, we're, we're you know, driving our team extremely hard, but yeah. maybe there's a, some inefficiencies that we can discover through our operation that will allow us to bring more to the, to the bottom line without increasing our headcount in the agency. Well, it's, it's, it has to, like it's, it's on everyone's tip of the tongue. It's the chat GPT, chat GPT four is coming out soon. And just seeing the, what I, I, I was so blown away at a call today with Nick Fisher and he was one of his conversations that he's going to talk about in a little online summit coming up. He said, guys, I don't think you understand, but I was able to rebuild an agency or if he goes, if I had to rebuild an agency, I would most likely have a three bodies, the human capital that we as agency owners allocate towards problem solving and solutions, he goes, I would have a couple people in the driving seat and the rest of it would be automated because you're able to literally, he showed me, literally automate button clicks on tasks to get things done that then hit into a Zapier, that then produced copy, that then allowed him to reach out to people on LinkedIn. Yeah. And he goes, and, dude, and this, this, yeah, hit me. Sorry, go ahead. You're crushing it. And then, and what I was able to understand from him was that this is something that is not new. And I'm and I and we kind of dro- we kind of joked. He was like, "This is something that all of those uh, NFT and all those crypto people were talking about. This is what it feels like right now. It's to be a little bit early on it. Yet this has been happening for quite a while, and I didn't even know because yep. ignorantly, I'm kind of focused on my stuff over here." And he goes, "Shaq, you have to rethink this, man. A lot of the agencies, especially the leaner ones, looking for efficiencies, looking to save some costs, all comes 100%. down to asking the correct question." And so I go, yep. "This is this is where my time to shine." I was like cracking my knuckles. I was like. I'm ready for this. Asking the important and most efficient question to drive the most efficient results. Uh, I cannot wait for this to happen. Sorry, oh, what man. were you going to say, bro? Yeah, no. Uh, essentially, I was saying like we're even testing this on our side. Uh, we have a, uh, a direct link from our Slack channel. So when a, a client comes in and asks us a question, it will automatically plug into an Excel sheet that will go to chat, uh, chat GPT through a Zapier and answer that question back to us. Now, of course, we're not sending that directly. All right. You're reviewing. To the client, we're reviewing for an easier answer, right? That way we don't have to take so much time answering our clients. So that is the direction it's starting to go. Like think of it from a project management standpoint oh my God. and client communication standpoint of the efficiency that you'll be able to get back out of your team from that. And eventually it's going to be so good that 
you're going to have the trust and faith that it's going to answer it the correct way. No, this is, and these are things that I'm excited to talk about because efficiencies, uh, revenue generation, revenue preservation, all these different areas are so important, especially as we come into to 2023 and beyond. And I'm just super excited that we'll be able to decode it here on the agency algorithm, build our own little uh, group of uh, agency executors or those that work inside of them. I'm excited, man. I think this will be a hell of a year to create some content and I'm ready to go with it with you guys. I'm here, man. Let's get after it. Take care. See you guys in the next one.